0: Welcome to Steps Forward with Ricky, a weekly walking podcast designed to help you take steps forward in your life and your day. Happy Monday. New day, fresh start. For those that are fresh listeners, this is a walking podcast. So we are walking as we are talking and putting one foot in front of the other. I'll give you a minute to uh, get your shoes on, put your coat on, go to the treadmill, take a walk around your work. I don't really care how you do it. Just do it. Move your body. And if you can't, I wouldn't say turn the episode off, but I would definitely start to implement a walk when you listen to my episodes because that is the idea. Steps forward physically, emotionally, metaphorically, mentally. (laughs) I mean, you get my point, right? All right. So first of all, let's 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 just acknowledge something crazy today is the 40th episode and 40 might not seem like a big deal, but it's a big freaking deal for so many reasons. Number one, 40 episodes is just it's crazy to think that I've showed up here 40 times every single week, even when I don't want to and I have talked and I have shared and I have opened up and I have been vulnerable and I have let you into my life In my life has been quite a journey. I mean, the last eight months of this podcast have been quite a journey. And if you've been with me since the start, you've been on this journey with me. And if you're just tuning into the journey now, well, let's go. You're on it now. I mean, we're all on a journey, right? But 40 episodes to me represents consistency um, and transformation because when you're consistent, you transform. And I used to be a pretty inconsistent person. And listen, I'm not going to sit here in line and tell you that my producer doesn't have to like get on my ass to get these episodes recorded. He does. Absolutely. Because, you know, especially when I moved to California, I lost that studio. You know, I loved being in his studio and I loved having him do certain things for me in terms of just like the recording process. And that was why I hired a producer. And so when I started to have to do some of that on my own because I moved away from Michigan, it's been harder for me to like get my ass in the seat or on the mic and press record. But I do want to speak to that really quickly because that's okay. It doesn't make me a less inconsistent person. It just means that sometimes, you know, we have to know our strengths and our weaknesses. And I hired a producer for a reason because I knew that it would be hard for me to hold myself accountable to do this every single week without having a studio and, and accountability and all this different stuff. And so I set myself up for success. And that's important in any part of your life, your business whether you're overcoming a habit or an addiction or your relationship, just setting yourself up for success, knowing who you are. Like I know who I am. Showing up sometimes for this stuff is a little hard for me. But I do it anyways. And maybe I have certain things to keep me in place and to keep me accountable, but there's nothing wrong with any of that. Know who you are and know your strengths and know your weaknesses and let the people in your life know them too. So they can give you a little nudge when you're starting to fall off track or you're like turning things in later. You're not showing up for the gym. I mean, we all need accountability. It makes us better. Right? I actually heard this thing the other day, which I think is fascinating. This guy on TikTok said that he records his morning routine like he makes a video. I always watch it. It's like not even that great, but I just like somehow get sucked in and he's recording his morning routine. Like he's literally taking every single person through his morning routine life from the time he wakes up to like the time he gets his coffee, brushes his teeth, goes to work out, blah blah blah. And he says that he does it because he's more accountable on camera. That being on camera makes him better. Like it makes him look at the small stuff in his life and like makes him tidy up his room, makes him like do different things because he knows that people are people are watching. Does it make him any less of a leader because of that? Does it make him vain? Does it make him any of those things because he has to be on camera to be better? Absolutely not. I think that eventually you just become better by by practice, right? You're doing it over and over again, but who cares if you need things in place to make you better? I mean, that's why I have programs. That's why I have a podcast, right? That's why I have a producer. That's why I coach people because everyone needs something to make them better. So I just thought that was really interesting that he records his morning routine and puts himself on camera because he believes he's better. He's a better person on camera. He's more accountable. He's going to make sure that little stuff that maybe if no one saw wouldn't really matter. He's going to make sure it's together. And I thought that was fascinating. And I was like, should I do that? Maybe my apartment would be cleaner if I just fucking was on camera every day. I mean, I am on camera every day, but, like, you know what I mean? It's true, though. Like, I am so much more accountable when I have to show up on camera or my programs or for my producer or anywhere. I think we all are. So, yeah. Happy 40th episode to me, to you, to us. Like, I'll, I'm so grateful. So grateful. And I just, I'm grateful. And even when I'm not wanting to record, I am in love with this podcast and I love every single person that shows up for this and, and thank you for helping me show up. It's really a powerful thing when you show up for your life and for yourself and for other people, but mostly for yourself. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, you know, I, I, I want to talk about, I have a crazy story actually I actually want to share with you. I'm like very into the universe and like signs and things like that. Oh, side note, wait, just a side note because this is like ridiculous, and I don't know if it's going to actually happen. But I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this. I may or may not fly to Denver this weekend to meet a boy who I've never met before, and like we have mutual friends, and he actually lives in Michigan, and I live in California. If you're if you're new here, um, and I'm deciding later this afternoon. So you're going to listen to this podcast on Sunday, and by and then like the next episode you'll have known if like I went if I didn't go and if I did go how did it go I mean it's really crazy I haven't actually like put myself out there very much romantically yet since my breakup like eight months ago not because I've been getting over my breakup I've just been like very preoccupied with myself and I don't know I might go do this is that crazy like I'm crazy anyways that's a side note okay It's so irrelevant to today's conversation, but I just wanted you to know that I'm going to keep you guys updated on that. And if you're thinking in your head right now, like, I've done that, or like, she's crazy, like, those are both valid thoughts. Okay, anyways, so I have to tell you a story. It's a crazy story. I've never told anyone this. I've told some people this. Um, So, you know, my weed addiction and and my relationship with marijuana um, and my... My whole journey with it has been has felt like it's been forever, and I always you know fifteen years of addiction on and off basically on, and that's a really that's a long journey. And you know I believe that we when we're in desperate or when we really want something like we can ask the universe for it or like for a sign, right? Like I asked for a sign if I should go visit this guy, or I I asked for signs all the time in my life. And I got to tell you this story, and this is I'm gonna bring this all back to just like. The idea of like actually wanting to stop something versus like being forced to. Um, You know, I, uh, I it was 2017 and my ex-boyfriend and I had just broken up. We lived together and we only lived together for like six months. I moved back to Denver. I moved from Denver to back to Michigan to be with this person. Didn't, obviously it didn't work out and I was moving out and I was moving into this new apartment in Birmingham, Michigan and I hated it. And I was getting high all day. I was getting high all the time. He smoked a lot. You know, it was something that we did together and something that I did apart and it was just something that was that I did all the time. It didn't feel like an addiction at that point or maybe I didn't define it as that because he would do it a lot and like that was just like our life together. So I wasn't doing it as much on my own, but I was doing it. And after we broke up, I was still doing it. And about a week after we broke up, I was, I remember I was sitting in my new apartment and I remember like getting on my knees and looking up at like the universe or God, whatever the hell I was looking up with. And I was like, looking up with, I was like, Hey, listen, like, I feel like I can't stop smoking and I, I need, I need your help. I was literally desperate. I was heartbroken, but I was smoking and I was, I was so unhappy in my life. And I was like, I need your help. Like, give me a sign that this is ruining my life. I literally said that. Like give me a sign that I should not be getting high right now. Like give me a sign to take this away from me because I literally was too in it to remove myself from it. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're listening to this right now and you have a addiction of any kind or maybe you're stuck in a relationship or maybe you're trying to walk away from weed like you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like I need something bigger than me because I'm I'm in front of me. And this is crazy. So, I took a drive the next day. I was driving to breakfast and I get pulled over and I got pulled over because I had un my license tabs were not updated. I also had, (laughs) I also had a warrant out for my arrest. I cannot, I know like, have you stopped walking and are you still breathing? I had a warrant out for my arrest. Okay. I had a warrant out for my arrest because I had two, um, tickets that weren't paid for, like two speeding tickets that I'd gotten like eight months prior and then, I had un- and then I had license tabs that were expired. So I get pulled over, and they're like, license and registration. I didn't have my license on me. I didn't have my registration on me. I had a warrant out for my arrest, and I had license tabs that were expired. <laughs> the officer goes, excuse me, ma'am. We need you to get out of the car. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm being arrested. He puts my hands behind my back, puts me in handcuffs. And he's like, is there anything in the car that we should know about? I was like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there just because I'm going through a breakup and like moving my stuff into my new apartment. But like, no, you're good. And he's like, OK, because we're going to search your car. I guess they can search your car if you have a, if you're worn out for your rest. Like, I don't really know. And I was like, OK, whatever. So I go in the back of the cop car. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, you just know, you know, your car is going to get towed. Like, you just know all the things that are happening in there. And they were my fault. And <laughs> he comes out. He literally comes out. And he's holding like a bag of marijuana. And he's like, ma'am, is this yours? Oh, she could see my expressions right now. And I was like, can I plead the fifth? And he literally started laughing. He was like, excuse me? I was like, excuse me? And we just looked at each other. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. I had like an ounce of marijuana in my car. And he's like, ma'am, we have to take you to the station. We're going to take you anyways. But like now we really have to. And I got arrested and I went to jail. And I was only in there for a little bit, and then I got out. Obviously, and my my tar- my car was towed, and um, I had so many fines. And then obviously I had to go to court because I got arrested for marijuana. It wasn't legal at this point. And I remember thinking like that that right there. If I couldn't I couldn't have predicted a a I couldn't have dreamed a better sign from the universe of being like, yo, get your fucking shit together. You can't do it. I'll do it for you. And there was a part of me, and I remember this, like I was so stressed because I was moving and I was paying all this money now. And I I obviously like got my license suspended and I had all these things to take care of. And I remember there was a sign of relief, like, oh, I can't get high because I was put on probation for eight months. And I remember I had this moment of like, I can't smoke and I wasn't scared. And I wasn't upset about it. I was like, I'm free. And I think that's the first sign of addiction for me, at least. That was the first sign of like you needed something so much bigger than you to take this away from you. And now you feel free. Would you do this on your own? And I spent the next eight months like changing my life. I like became a motivational speaker and I started to work on myself and I went to therapy and like I had to pee in a cup every week for these women because like they wanted to make sure I wasn't smoking, like all of this stuff. And my life was getting better and better and better and then I got off probation. And I got high the next day. And I didn't stop. (laughs) And it, when I think about it now, It's like wild because I'm begging for a sign. You're begging for a sign. We get the sign. We take the sign. We hold the sign and then we fucking drop it as soon as we're able to. And it just is a testament to like you don't have to be 100% ready to change your life or to walk away from we or to walk away from relationship, but you have to be committed to the process. And I wasn't committed to any process. I was just desperate. And so I think about that now as the person that I am now helping so many people change their life and walk away from weed and do all this stuff. And I think about being eight months clean, right? I was on probation for eight months and now I'm eight months clean and I made this decision on my own. And I think about all the people I'm helping and how that, there's a desperation to want to get better, right? And you can have that desperation, but you also have to have the commitment that comes with it. Because I wasn't committed to not getting high. I was just not getting high because I wasn't allowed. And there's a difference. When I made the decision to walk away from weed, I made that decision. I wasn't 100% ready for it. I was terrified. I was scared, but I made it. And I was committed to my decision. And I knew what was going to come with it. And I just wanted to share that story because when you do ask for signs from the universe, they will deliver you signs, but you have to hold the sign. And it's crazy. And really from from 2018, because it was like a year later, essentially, that I got off probation. I started smoking again. I remember like there was like six months maybe between 2018, 2019 that I didn't smoke. And like six months maybe of 2019 that I didn't smoke. But after that, it was just like boom, boom, boom. And it took me a long time to stop. It took me a lot of a lot of tries to stop. Not that I try to stop a lot of times, but like it took me time to even want to try to stop. It's a journey transformation. Showing up for my podcast is a journey. Building a business is a journey. Leaving, you know, being good on my own is a journey, right? Everything's a journey. Walking away from weed is a journey. I mean, it's all a journey and we're on this journey. And it's a messy one, but you got to be committed to it no matter what. So wherever you're at, and whoever you are, and whatever is going on in your life right now, be committed to the process of change and transformation. And even when you don't want to show up, even when it's really fucking hard, even when you're scared, even when you drop the ball, even when you relapse, even when you don't want to do it, just do it. Fucking do it. Show up. Because when you show up, you grow up. I'll keep you updated on that On this adventure, I may or may not go on. I also wanted to let you know that if you're a podcast listener and you watch my videos and you come into my lives and you're struggling with walking away from weed, maybe you're on day one or day five or day zero or a weekend or two weeks in or three weeks in, and the podcast is really helping you and the videos are really helping you. Like, that's amazing. I wanted to bring this up though, because there's only so much so deep that we can go on these podcast episodes. And if you're really struggling, Or even if you're just a couple weeks into your journey of walking away from weed, like, join the programs. Think about the value you get from the podcasts and from the videos and from the lives that I do. And, like, imagine what that would be like even deeper and to have the community and accountability around you. I always tell people, like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. Like, joining the program is going to give you coping skills and tools for life. So I know it's scary. I know that you think you have to do it on your own or you want to try it on your own, which is totally fine, but you can still be doing things on your own and get support. Because just investing in yourself, it's in itself is a step forward and you never know where that will lead you. So if you're thinking about joining my program or you're trying to do it on your own, just because you joined the program doesn't mean you can't do it on your own, but why not do both? I would love to have you. We start again May 23rd to the 25th. It's spots are filling up. They are limited. Three days of healing, of transformation, of accountability, of different systems, of truly, truly taking a step forward in your life. And you can DM me. You can email me. You can just sign up, link in my bio. I would love to have you. And that's it. Grateful for all of you. Hope you had a great walk. Drink some water. And yeah, this will probably make you feel just like a lot better about your life, knowing that, you know, I got arrested one day in my life. (laughs) All right. Love you. See you Monday.